Gregory bravely sacrificed himself to become the ship's rudder. <laughs> I think that's false. Oh, uh, Master Splinter's super totes mad. What? Yes! Yeah. yeah! Two broomsticks at the same time. Expecto Patronum! You'll never amount to anything! Completely false. If it was Andy's girthy candy, there's no way they'd ever change that So, name. so, wait, is it goblins? Did I get it wrong? Oh, this one is true! I am chocolate. <laughs> and the theme of today's podcast is... Wait, are we still in the intro? And welcome back, listeners, to the Allegedly Podcast, where me and my co-host get a mystery topic coupled with some mystery facts, and it's our job to figure out which facts are real and which facts are fake. My name is Alex, and with us always is Joe. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> I did. I was trying to do a musical thing, and I just didn't. I was like, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. You I'm led gonna... me down a musical route. I'm sorry. That was my bad. Look, dude, here's the thing. I'm going to get vulnerable with the audience. I, I can't sing. I can't. If I sang better, I can't help but feel like you would have had, we would have just been singing right now, like a full intro. I was overthinking it. I was trying to make like a podcasting pun in, and I couldn't think of a song to do it with. Oh, you know what? I should have came in with the Eminem. That probably would have been easier. I'm like, yam, 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 yam. <laughs> Joe's up back now. It's Joe right now. Now. <laughs> and you're just like, oh yeah. You just start hardcore rapping, like <laughs> doing like the Eminem, like even the fucking uh, what does he have? He has the verbal pauses. He's like, ah. <laughs> Two allegedly hosts come out on the outside. Come on, the outside. <laughs> yeah. Guess who's back? Back again. Allegedly he's back. Tell a friend. Oh, shit. Well, that was fun. <laughs> but we do have a topic today, and I'm going to lose oh, my we do? fucking mind if it has any. Yeah, oh, okay. we got a weird one. Apparently, there was a lot of research that went into this. A lot of knowledge sharing in this podcast today. Ooh. So, Alleged Lights. Is that what they called? Legendites? Legend Legendites? Sure. sure. Hit us in the okay. comments. Alleginites. Yeah. All right. So today's topic is authors. Ooh. Ooh. Writers, <laughs> authors, people that make books. I was like, wordsmiths of books. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a blacksmith, uh, blacksmith, but except with literature. Literature? <laughs> literature. <laughs> Um, I don't really have any idea where this is going to go, because literally... Right, is it going to be about their lives, or the books, or or both, maybe? Dude, dude, authors are like a lot like painters, right? They're fucking weird. Like, you go back far enough, and you got some fucking weirdos in the past. Even right now. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. People who sit alone and write a book might have some screws loose. Mm. Mm. Right. I would say what's even sadder than trying to write a book alone is trying to write a book at Starbucks. That's pretty sad, isn't it? You're because you're like because you're kind of hoping someone will notice, right? And be like, "What are you doing?" Like, "Oh, nothing much. Writing a book." So, do you want a venti? That would be a venti. Okay. <sighs> All right. I have a large mocha for Alec. <laughs> all right well let's see what the fuck this is gonna bring because we all we've all attempted to write something at one point in our lives so let's see <laughs> all right fact number one <laughs> starting with the big dog sir arthur conan doyle mm. author of the sherlock holmes series befriended magician harry houdini over a shared interest in spiritualism the belief that we can communicate with spirits of the dead through psychic mediums however being an op on opposite sides of the debate war on the pair conan doyle was convinced houdini actually had supernatural abilities, and Houdini insisted he did not, nor did anyone else. Their unusual friendship blew up disastrously one night when Conan Doyle held a dinner party and a and surprise seance aimed at con uh, contacting Houdini's own dead mother. 
to convince him he was wrong about psychics. Uh, this is that's pretty fucked uh, up. I think that I mean true. Uh, I was like I think there's a couple details I'm not a hundred percent on, but anyways, yeah, no. Uh, Houdini, uh, <clears throat> he uh, basically he after a while his main focus came at debunking uh, mediums and spiritualists. Because he took pride as a magician of coming up with tricks, and he uh, viewed a lot of spiritualists as hacks who tricked people for money, which is different than a he... magician. <laughs> so, he... so he's kind of going the Bill Nye the Science Guy. Right? Yeah, um, which is it's also really weird that like the guy who wrote Sherlock Holmes, who is a observational you know detective, uh, was a firm believer in the the afterlife. Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, though. Mm. Uh, the the uh, Hound of the Baskerville. Yeah, I forget where that landed. I think that landed at the end of that book as not being a real supernatural wolf, right? Uh, no, it was a say. trained uh, a hound that was um, could track by scent and was trained to attack. It was just like a dog. Yeah. Because I, I feel because there was a heavily heavy amount of supernatural mm. overtones, and then it was debunked. So yeah, you're right. It is a weird. Like, could you imagine being friends? And I, and you're just like, look, dude, I'm fucking telling you, all my tricks are tricks. Yeah. Okay. Like they just take a lot of practice, and I'm like, nah, bro. You talk to the dead. Yeah. I I know it. You're yeah. fucking lot. I can't pull one over mm. mine. And you're like, seriously, dude. Okay, look, I'll show you how this trick works. Like. Look, there's straight jackets that are made that they buckle here. Yeah. And you're like, I'm like, nope, nope. I bet you talk to your dead mom all the time. There's, I, You know, I'm going to prove to you. I'm going to have a dinner party. We're going to contact your dead mom. Yeah, no, a big trick from spiritualists was to ring a bell. They're like, if you're here, spirits, ring a bell. And how they would ring the bell is with their feet. They would hide it underneath the table. And there's this famous photo of Houdini literally blocking somebody's foot with his own foot. He figured out how they did the trick. And so he put his foot in front of the bell. And so the guy couldn't grab it. And someone <laughs> caught a picture of it. Like there's a picture of him literally cock blocking a dude. <laughs> like, Is he all, he's ring blocking. Yeah, it was ass. so, it's fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, like their friendship devolved because Conan Do Doyle invited him to come see a medium at his house. And, uh, Basically, uh, Houdini was like, these are people who uh, trick the most weak among us for, to exploit for money. Like he was he was I, not a fan. I just think it could have gone differently if he didn't like if he didn't bring his mom into bring it. Houdini's, yeah. yeah <laughs> like what what thought process was it? he's like, OK, 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 we'll leave your mom off. That's a touchy subject. Let's channel all your unborn children. Let's do that. <laughs> Uh, all right yeah. hey remember that dog you grew up with that you have you still have some trauma behind let's talk to yeah him. old yeller okay yeah. yeah god you just fucking think about that remember that stage hand that fell off mm -hmm. and you still have nightmares about that person like we're to talk to that person right yeah. now how do you feel about being well pale? This, oh, it sucks? this will convince you whoa yeah god talk about fucking salt in a wound like right <laughs> What would they have said? Like, what would the medium have said? They know this is a powder keg. They know they're dealing with Harry fucking Houdini, one of the fucking most well-known magicians on the planet. Mm -hmm. Channel your mom. Hello, Houdini. I hope you're doing well. I love you. Uh, keep going, doing your magic tricks. <laughs> so cool. Like, what the fuck? Mom That's hated card mom. tricks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Dude, what if it really did channel it and it just became abusive? <laughs> like, I was hoping you'd become a lawyer and you're doing fucking card tricks. Yeah. Your brother Larry <laughs> Houdini's really popular. Yeah. He made something of himself. He's an actuary. Right. Now let's bring in your first dead wife. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're still doing magic tricks. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> they just... Oh... <laughs> Your childhood sure best friend who died of pneumonia. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's oh, just hey, an episode of the, Maury. <laughs> you know, you doing those fucking dumb magic tricks still? Right. Oh, that's so dumb. 
the hell, Houdini? You're supposed to make a name for yourself for the both of us, you piece of shit. Yeah, dude, how fucking funny. Like, God. And it's just, what if, like, Doyle just is like, I'm going to get him fucking good. Oh, he, oh he's like, uh, oh, you're going to believe so hard? <laughs> dude, your mom just rang a bell. <laughs> just like she did when we were kids, man. Look, I've heard a lot of bells in my day. That was definitely your mom. That's a dead mom bell if I've ever heard one. D- dead mom bell. <laughs> ding, ding goes the dead mom bell, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I say we go true. I I, I mean, I, I've heard tidbits of this, too. Mm. Um, not necessarily like the full scope. Um, and I don't really remember hearing that they're friends. But I do remember hearing individually, uh, I believe you're right, Doyle was a little bit more into the supernatural, and then Houdini didn't. Like, it is kind of funny that he, you know, was like, I do magic tricks. Yeah, it's in the name. <laughs> He's like, I, I <laughs> am fooling see him you. Die. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, there's got to be some cynicism involved in his profession, because people do walk away disappointed when you don't die. Right. You know what I mean? That That's his life. Like, people are like, ah, I thought you were going to kick the butt, get in drown, but you didn't. Um, And then I tried to get a refund because I was really hoping to see a dead guy. But, uh, hey, good show, I guess. <laughs> Maybe next time he'll ring the drowned guy, though. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> We're, we should have a seance, see if we can talk to Harry Houdini, and see if he'll ring that bell. <laughs> oh, I feel something under my foot. <laughs> Harry's here. <laughs> my foot doesn't jiggle. I can't ring the bell. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, well, let's go. Let's go true that uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle believed in spiritualism. Houdini did not, and their friendship devolved because of some, like, stupid fucking dinner party that, fu- that Doyle wanted to put on. Sound good? Sounds great. All right. Three, two, one. Bam. Oh, it is true. Holy moly. <laughs> so <laughs> these two interesting characters intrigued each other in a sort of an opposites attract kind of way. Conan Doyle being very much into magic and mysticism and Houdini spending his life debunking it. Both seemed determined to persuade the other, but it all ended horribly when major boundaries were crossed and Conan Doyle tried to contact Houdini's dead mom at a dinner party. Houdini grudgingly went along with it and largely kept his mouth shut, but was stewing the entire time because every detail was incorrect. The psychic started out saying the spirit had made the sign of the cross, but Houdini's mom was Jewish. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big Oh, question. that's... Man, you gotta do some basic research, man, <laughs> my guy. The, the, I know. Like, at least case your subjects, right? <clears throat> the medium also said that the spirit said, I am almost overwhelmed by this joy in English, which Houdini's mother did not speak and did not say things like that. The friendship ended in messy and a messy public fashion, complete with trading spicy letters in the New York Times. Conan Doyle accusing Houdini of bias and political ambition and Houdini writing, there is nothing that Sir Arthur will believe that surprises me. <laughs> that sucks. I kind of wanted them to be friends in the end. Like it sounds, And in the end... It sounds great, right? That sounds like a dynamic, like Conan Doyle and Houdini solving crime. It'd be great. You know what? If we if we ever write a comic book, there's the premise, right? Like, like you know, some some force that has to be stopped brings them together, and fucking master of mysticism Conan Doyle and fucking super logic ex magician Houdini Ooh. have to come together to stop these crimes. Fucking Done. John Constantine and Zatanna have to travel back in time. Well, Constantine and Zatanna are both magic. Though. Yeah, no. It'd be like Iron Man and Constantine. Who wants to see Iron Man and Constantine? It's true. They're not even the same. I was like, my man, you're my man. How about John Henry Irons? (laughs) Steel, bruh. Like, doesn't get. It's the Iron Man of the DC universe. I'm I'm aware. (laughs) I like it. All right. (laughs) Zatanna and Black Canary. They got to go back. Oop. Got it. Got it. And it's written. Right. (laughs) We did it, guys. Jeff Johns, if 
you got I, any room, you got, you know, give us a call. Yeah, he's got some time on his schedule, I bet. Well, they're canceling <laughs> all the fucking movies, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's got he's got room to work. Right? We can come up with something. <laughs> hey, hey, Joe here from Allegedly. Real quick, I want to tell you about this week's sponsor, Newsly. Newsly is an audio app for your iOS or Android that picks up the most trending articles from the topics that are most important to you, and here's the trick, reads them to you in a natural human voice. From the Batman to Bitcoin, Kiev to the Kardashians, follow any topic your heart desires. And while you're there, go ahead and check out their featured podcasts from over 50 countries, like say, I don't know, allegedly. I've been using it for over a week now, and I'm loving the convenience of having my news and podcasts all in one place. So come and join me by clicking the link in the description and downloading Newsly for free. As an added bonus, go ahead and use the promo code allegedly and receive one month of their premium subscription for free. That's A-L-L-E-N-G-E-N-D-L-Y for one month free. Stop scrolling and start listening. Okay, back to the show. All right, dude, you ready for fact number two? Let's do it. All right, it's a good start for us. Fact number two. 17th century English author John Milton will make any list of the top English poets, typically right under Shakespeare. As blindness took his sight later in life, he was forced to rely on assistance to capture his thoughts and writings as he dictated them daily. He would think about his writings all night, and if the assistant was late in the morning, he would wander around irritated, grumbling, I need to be milked, I need to be milked. My God. That is such that's a... That's dementia. That's the grossest thing I've ever heard, which makes me think it's true. <laughs> yeah. Like, could you imagine, um, also, like, dementia... John Milton, like, he wrote Paradise Lost. I didn't think he was a poet. Is Paradise Lost a poem? I believe so. Oh. Maybe I... Maybe I have never read Paradise Lost. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was... I, I don't know, though. Well, I mean, the Odyssey is a poem, right? And that fucking thing's huge. Right, Yeah. Um, there's a term for it. I can't remember what it is. Like for an epic yeah. poem. Um, yeah. Maybe it's not though. Maybe, maybe John Milton. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe it is. I don't. Right. I'm not into poetry. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean Shakespeare. Like all of Shakespeare's works are all poems, right? They're all plays. But I thought there was like a. Yeah. There's the iambic pandameter. Yeah. Yeah. There's a rhythm to them, but it's not. It's. Um. They're all stage productions. He didn't. He didn't write poetry. He wrote stage plays. Well, it says here. Oh, it says, oh, seventeenth author. Okay, okay, okay. Right. But Shakespeare did poems too, didn't he? I don't think so. I could be wrong. Okay. Well, I think we're getting away from the fact that this dude in his later years would walk around his house saying, "I need to be milked." Mm-hmm. Like, was there ever confusion about what's like? Was the neighbors like, "What the fuck is he saying?" I mean. That's I'm just that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's dementia, right? Like like he's just like fuck me, fuck me. They're like, oh yeah, he's got poems he wants to write, <laughs> or, or <laughs> no, or you know, he's blind and <laughs> yeah, like, he's just Ooh. really sad. <laughs> <laughs> the neighbors were like that that guy right there. He uh, he's the author of Paradise Lost. Now he needs to be milked. <laughs> 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 what a what a sad cruel world we live in right well <laughs> back to turnips yeah yep you just think about that like all day he's just yelling it. it's like can somebody please milk this man <laughs> my, god damn my guys <laughs> he this guy wakes up with the rooster crow can someone please milk this man like the neighbors just like fine i'll do it myself <laughs> Look, I tried to jerk him off, but he got real fucking mad at me. I don't yeah. know what he wants. I don't. Yeah. Look, this means two things to me, and he doesn't have udders. Okay. Right. So what am I? To, what am I gonna do right. to get this guy to stop yelling? I need to be milked. Next, they're gonna ask me to milk almonds. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Yeah. I'm sure the magic of the future will will expand on this fucking science, but for right now. I can only milk cows. So. 
So I don't, I, I kind of believe it, but I don't know. Like, yeah, I told you they're weird. Right. So this does not like, surprise me. I, I mean, I don't got anything to be like, no, nah, this is, this is false. Well, let's go true. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's go true. You know what? Let's go true. You know what? I say this one's elementary, my dear Watson. I believe it's true. Did that feel good? It didn't. Did it feel like you haven't been been milked in a while? I didn't feel I didn't I didn't feel good on that one. I felt forced on that one. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just gotta let the milk go the first time. The second time it's okay. <laughs> you know? Sometimes the first time you're a little tired. Yeah. You know. Right? It's kinda like the warm up milking, you know? <laughs> Give me a sandwich <laughs> in about eight minutes. I'll be ready. I'm ready to get milked again. It's like that milking was so intense, I need a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> oh god we have the makings of great authors joe <laughs> <laughs> jeff johns give us a call here we go yeah you're gonna like the milk that uh we produce <laughs> and sometimes sometimes if i'm you know not feeling it i just think about uh i just think about uh, my milker's sister and then we'll, we'll yeah. get through it boom yeah and then boom milk right just more milk than really you can handle. It's really what it comes <laughs> an, to. Uh, an unsavory amount of milk. Yeah. Yeah. An uns- yeah, exactly. Uns- it's an unfiltered amount of milk. It's not pasteurized. You'll be receiving from us yeah. daily. <laughs> daily milk. On demand, daily milk is what you will be getting. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Let's figure out if this is true or false. <laughs> let's see if our milk is. Uh... Oh, wait. We're going true, yep. right? All right, we're going to go true that John Milton got old, blind, and silly, uh, and if his assistants didn't show up on time to take down his thoughts, he would yell or mumble to himself, I guess, grumbling, I need to be milked. Three, two, one, bam! It is true! Oh, God, Joe, our milk is so good. Mm. I got Milton's milk everywhere on me. God, Milton... Yeah, that Milton milk. That's good milk. Dense. <laughs> it's 100%. <laughs> um, all right. Milton was a man of many thoughts that he really badly needed to have extracted from his brain and onto paper. But blindness began to set in at a relatively young age, making him entirely dependent on his assistance for his daily thought milking which created tension and frustration if it didn't happen at the author's preferred pace. The poem Paradise Lost was about the biblical fall of man. It's frequently cited as one of the greatest things ever written in English. But what happens, what makes it even more amazing is that Milton composed it in this manner of memorization and dictation after he became completely blind. At almost 11,000 lines, the epic masterpiece steadily streamed from the author at a rate of 40 lines of iambic pentameter per day, dictated to an assistant for five years, plus another two of milking for the expanded second edition. Giving, given that it was the late 1600s, when you could die at any time for any number of reasons, he was within a decade of his own meeting his, of his own meeting his maker, the sense of urgency is understandable. So that's some good milk. That's that's some that's some potent potent protein there. It, it makes me want to head down to the library and see how much milk I can gather. I <laughs> I'd be I'd be cautious around business hours. <laughs> I don't want to get too much milk from the bathroom as it's not the milk I'm looking for. I'm just, I'm looking for an intellectual glory hole. <laughs> I got nothing to follow. Up with. So I'd be kind of concerned if you did. <laughs> oh, shit. But he, yeah, so he was fucking crazy at the end. Ten years before his life was over, so. Fucking, we got a good start, too. We got... I don't even remember what the first question is about because I got hooked on the milking. Oh, yeah, that's right. The seance. Mm. <laughs> He's like, let's get some milk from your long dead mother. Your long dead Catholic mom. 
Houdini's like, uh, she was Jewish. It's like, <laughs> nope, nope, she was Catholic. She told me. She convert she, she converted she, at the end. She converted at the end, yeah. She also learned she English. Said, Father, Son, <laughs> Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I love English and America. <laughs> she hit the she hit up some community colleges, took English as a second <laughs> language, and uh big fan of the Pope. Uh, next up, we're going to channel Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's mom, and we'll call it a day. <laughs> and we'll all share the milk. Fuck. <clears throat> all right, dude. You ready for fact number three? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fact number three. <laughs> Daniel Defoe, author of the 18th century classic adventure story Robinson Crusoe, was a messy dude who was constantly trying to get rich quick and constantly failing miserably. Facing a debtor's prison, one of his schemes involved acquiring 70 Egyptian civet cats so that he could make expensive perfume out of their anal gland musk. These are so fucking weird. <laughs> I told you they're weird dudes, man. I don't... It's like, all right, wrote my book about a dude surviving on an island. That's really cool. But have you fucking smelled the ass glands of this fucking cat? No. Whoa. No, I, I, I mean, I know a lot of people have made some weird shit for, with perfume over the years. Yeah. And like a lot of people have, you know, that big, there was that big Egyptian movement. Like where everything Egyptian was popular at one point. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about this guy. To be like, no, he... He was a real upstanding citizen. <laughs> like, um, I mean, eventually one of them's got to be false, right? I don't know, dude. They're all weird. The rules of allegedly dictate that one. Oh, the only there's only one true. Like, or there, there there's only one rule is that one has to be true. Right. That is the only rule. Otherwise, you can have a hundred percent trues. There's nothing that says one has to be false. We should probably put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> that one has to be false? At least one. <laughs> Keeps you guessing. I mean, uh, my guy, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's weird and gross, so it's probably fucking true, but I really kind of don't want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. I... I'll, I'll say true. You know what? Fuck it. Let's ride the true train. True, true. It's going to be false. It was actually Persian cats. <laughs> oh, that was bad milk I had. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. You drank from my my bad milk. Well, you know, you always roll. You always take a roll of the dice when you go to glory holes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get the good milk. Sometimes you get the bad milk. <laughs> um... Do you want to try to to channel your living mom to see if she? Knows I'd rather not. I'd rather my mom not join in the glory hole. <laughs> what if her milk is the milk we you needed? You keep my mom's milk out your mouth. I kind of felt a slap coming, so I'll back up. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly back away from that milk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, God, we channel your mom, and I'm like, your Jewish mother. <laughs> what? <laughs> She's saying, oi, vey. <laughs> I'm, I'm think you got, I think you got Houdini's. I'm like, uh, Joe, what are you doing with all the mashugadas? <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. That, I think that is her. She recently converted <laughs> when she moved down to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> so... <clears throat> Ask lands of cats making perfume. I'm just going to say fucking true. I'm, I'm just going to go with it. I have nothing to go against it. And authors are crazy, dude. Like, he's just like, either somebody shoved this product in his face and said, smell this. This could be perfume. Or the guy fucking smelled a civic, a civet's uh, cat's ass and was like, I think people would like to wear this on their skin. <laughs> you know what? I love ammonia. I think it's great. <laughs> They're like, my God, no, nothing says cleaning products like ammonia, right? Like, that's clean. There you go. Don't you want to smell clean? I think I remember hearing somewhere, somewhere, something somewhere, where I don't know if he, like, wrote a bunch of books, and I don't think, like, Robinson Crusoe was a big hit at the time. So it makes sense that he, like, had to try to 
wheel and deal outside of writing. Now, how you just come up with Asklands, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, seems a seems a stretch. It's a big swing. It's a big swing. Well, if it wasn't successful then, then it probably is. It, it probably was a you know had to do stuff in between. I don't, I don't know anything else he would have done. I mean, most most people just play the lottery, but <laughs> he was with those Asklands. I'm, yeah, he's like. This is the winning lottery ticket, guys. Smell it. And you're like, ah, oh, it smells salty. Oh, I gotta say, it smells like straight gasoline. <laughs> That's, yeah. Is this the birth of Sex Panther? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a civet cat, dude. He's just like, he's like, this is banned in 13 colonies. <laughs> <laughs> Wrote about it in my book, Robinson Crusoe, by a guy who's stranded on an island. <laughs> 50% off your first civet cat gland purchase. <laughs> Link in the description. Type in Defoe into the search bar. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go true. Right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Fuck it. All right, here we go. <clears throat> We're going to go true that Daniel Defoe was a, uh, I don't know, a hussy looking for a, a huckster. Huckster. There we go. Huckster. He was a hussy. Con man? A fucking lady of the night. <laughs> a hussy. That's why he needed the perfume. <laughs> He's a lady of the oh, night. my man dealt in intellectual glory holes. Yeah, Real hussy. I channeled that milk straight from him. I did a seance. <laughs> he, he was he was a loose housewife. <laughs> All right. But yeah, we're going to go true that he <clears throat> get rich quick schemer, try to find ways to, to get more money, fail miserably, eventually falling on the scheme of using Egyptian civet cats anal glands to use as expensive perfume three two one bam it is true holy cow <laughs> or should i say so, holy meow Whoa! oh there it is that one felt good that that dude that was that was fucking great a milk god damn it yeah <laughs> i gotta milk you more often joe take that milton ah <laughs> so civet cats aren't actually cats but they are the same animal who poop out super expensive partially digested coffee beans so the coffee beans that uh wait bucket list oh okay or and also in our episode of uh yeah the cheese episode Mm -hmm. oh it says no one here or no one can agree on what this thing looks like documented descriptions range from feline to badger to mongoose to raccoon hyena hybrid which is oddly enough the most accurate description. So some sort of mammal. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fuck it is fucking weird. Their musky ass smell has been alluring to humans since antiquity, even used by famed seductress Cleopatra. Author Defoe saw dollar signs and he tried to stash seventy live imported civet cats at his mother in law's house, who called the cops, sued everyone, and won. Court record She's fucking sued or such. She's like, what are all these goddamn cats doing here? Defoe? That's it. I'm tired of this. I'm fucking taking you to court. There's, there's more. Oh, boy. <laughs> Civet anal gland juice was used in perfumes all the way up until the 1970s when Channel 5 was boycotted for animal cruelty. Now its use is forbidden and synthetics have been created rendering it unnecessary calvin klein obsession is another perfume with undertones of civet butthole side note the coffee bean thing has also become an animal cruelty issue since it became popular so don't buy it stick with donkey cheese oh okay man i just looked up what a civet looks like yeah yeah i weird honestly a it's like a it's like a raccoon badger mongoose hybrid 
Yeah. It is. It's what it kind of has a raccoon face and then it has like leopard spots. Dude, God was definitely on the phone when he invented civet cats. Wow. All right. Um Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I was uh Would you take offense to that? Do you like civet cats? Do you oh, are you are you a civet cat? I because I do apologize. I have a <laughs> cruelty free green coffee shop uh, <laughs> where uh, I have a live civet cat just give you a nice spritz on top of your cappuccino. I feel like you didn't say no. You weren't a civet cat. So the next question. <laughs> This whole time, I'm I'm twelve civet cats in a human skin. I'd be, I'd be wildly impressed. Although my like, my coffee, delicious. You're like, no cruelty here. You're eating my poop. <laughs> I saw how the humans were treating us, and I've taken advantage of it by dressing up as a human. <laughs> just giving that, just giving up you humans a nice spritz when they walk by. A little it's bit, just like. Psst. <laughs> all right well yeah that's fucking weird and his mom sued him and then channel five what channel was anchorman that wasn't five was no. it also because that's sex, sex what time right is this i assumed robinson caruso was written in like the 1800s no it, it was oh, okay what, what they're saying is that it's been popular for so long oh. until about the 70s gotcha okay yeah never mind i remember now i was like wait hold up <laughs> Yeah, and then and then the seventies rolled around, and then they got in trouble because of. Right. <laughs> the writer just texted me, and she said, "Chanel number five perfume." Mm. There you go. Wonderful. That was some good milk. That was good milk from the Oof. writer. That was a mouthful. <laughs> I'd expect nothing. I'd expect nothing less from a good anal gland squeeze. Dude. <laughs> oh, I fucked up. That's why it wasn't even a joke. She's correcting me. God damn it. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> I was like channel 5. Like Well, no, so yeah. so it is it wasn't the 70s. Uh I thought channel 5 like it, pushed it or something. Okay, it's no. Chanel, right? Yeah, yeah. Chanel number 5 <laughs> was boycotted and Calvin Klein obsession has uh is another perfume with undertones of civet gland, anal gland. Wow. All right. So it sounds like synthetically the uh, perfume, like the smell is still used. Right. The fragrance. But it doesn't sound like they harvested it from civet cats anymore because, you know, we need more civet cats in the planet because we understand their impact worldwide on the ecosystem. Even if they have zero impact, I don't think we should be just, you know, forcefully squeezing anal glands from anybody. (laughs) Have you... Ever smelt civet cat anal gland smell? As I mean, Alex, we've established that I am twelve civet oh, cats in in a human bag. That, so yeah, that was stupid. I'm sorry. See, this is I how do I apologize. This is how ignorance. this is how I right. This is why this is why the civet cats will take over. Yeah, you keep me in check, Joe. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm going <laughs> to keep all humans in check. Then we'll use human anal glands yeah, in well, our perfume. Let's we'll see how you like it. Yeah, they just sprayed on themselves. Like this just smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to tell me that not all anal glands smell like perfume? <laughs> I just got so used to mine. I mean, oh, well, that's a whole new world. <sighs> Shoot! All right, man. Well, we're three and three. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling weird. <laughs> this is. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked a lot of milking and glory holes, and I'm. I feel like I feel like I, I got so much more milked cream left. You know what I mean? So let's let's figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to fact number four. <laughs> fact. Oh, this is a short one. Fact number four. Author Stephen King is terrified of the number thirteen. Hmm. Uh. Fuck it. Let's roll four, four for four. True. Let's see. I mean, yeah, this sounds ridiculous, but why would he be? Why would he be scared of 13? Okay. Well, wait a minute. I'm going to go false. Oh, okay. The reason why, mm. if he was scared of the number 13, he, 
he wouldn't have 13 chapters. Is there is there any he has a 13th chapter, right? In every book. Does he does he do a hotel thing and just skip over 13? I don't know. I don't I feel no. that's something I would hit. I'm not a Stephen King fan. Like not against Stephen King. I just haven't read a lot of them. But I feel like that's some trivia I would have heard about. Like if yeah. if we just skipped over 13. But then again, it's like does that but does that mean Okay, wait. Or is he so scared, scared of the number 13? Because that was the license plate of the car that hit him. <laughs> like, is there like he had a Whoa, he had a very a horrible minute. car accident? Maybe there's a real we life just, thing. This is wild. Me and my wife were actually talking about King today, mm. and didn't okay. Wait, so he, didn't he have like a stalking problem? Oh, I, I don't. somebody hit him with a minivan. I remember that, but I don't. Didn't know. somebody stalk him and threaten his family too? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So, dude, he's lived a weird author life. <laughs> yeah, like out of like modern authors, like his, uh, I mean, between alcohol, cocaine, and then just <laughs> kind of madness, he's he's lived an interesting life. Fun fact uh, that my wife divulged on me that I didn't know. Mm. Apparently, he claims that his alcoholism got so bad when he was younger that he actually doesn't remember writing Cujo. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it was uh, between alcohol and a, a cocaine blitz. He wrote it in like forty eight hours. Joe, when are we gonna do that? I don't know. You know I, it doesn't up? sound like from what he says. He goes, "I woke up two days later with a bloody nose, and I had written Cujo." I'm like, Whoa. I'm like, that's not like, great. So that's one hit of coke followed by like fifteen beers. Well, that's that's what people don't understand about cocaine is, uh, it's just an excuse to drink more alcohol. Yeah, it's, very it's, few people do cocaine for cocaine's sake. It's it's an artificial rally, is what you're saying. Yeah. Um, the unfortunate downside is that you might be able to drink fifty beers. That fifty beer still hits you. <laughs> okay, okay, wait. Let's let's weigh these options. Sure. Okay? So so you you have fifty beers. Mm-hmm. It's gonna hit you, right? You do cocaine that hits you too? Yep. Right. So you're basically half dead. But the potential plus side is you may have woken up and wrote Cujo. The other potential thing here is you wake up in a non-intellectual glory hole. <laughs> so Yeah, you wake up next to a real glory hole. And I can tell you, it's not so glorious. <laughs> you have a lot of you have a lot of unique milk in your life, don't you, Joe? So, I think this question <laughs> Um, yeah, the only reason I went true is because, like, it's all, like, it's all been true, and, like, I don't, I mean, I could go either way. Honestly, let's go false. I don't think he's actually a suspicious, uh, superstitious guy. Yeah, I mean, he's done, because I feel like if it was that big of a deal, he'd go from 12 to 14. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, skip over like if he was really legit phobia terrified. But then again, I don't know if any of his books end on thirteen. Right, I have no idea. So, but yeah, you're right. I I feel like that was a little bit of trivia. Like, oh, he hates thirteen, mm-hmm. so he doesn't have thirteen chapters. Or you know, what was his thirteenth book? Right, like I don't know. So I say I say we go false. But if it's true again, then they're all true. Right. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna so, really weed this out here. We're gonna we're gonna separate the 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 cream from the crop, cream from the crop. There we go. The milk from the chaff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. False. That author Stephen King is terrified of the number thirteen. Three, two, one, bam! Oh fuck, it's true. Oh. Son of a bitch, dude. Son of fucking Stephen fucking King. Cocaine, alcoholic, is scared of... God damn it. All right. Fear of the number 13 is called Triscodecaphobia. 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 There we go. Probably. The master of horrors himself described the length to which he would go to avoid it. The number 13th never fails to trace that icy 
old icy finger up and down my spine. When I'm writing, I'll never stop work if the page number is 13 or a multiple of 13. I'll just keep on typing till I get to a safe number. I always take the last two steps on my back stairs as one, making 13 into 12. There were always all 13 steps on the English gallows up until the 1900s or so. When I'm reading, I won't stop on page 94, 193, or 382 since the sum of these adds up to 13. What else can make a mind like King's feel fear? According to shortlist.com, the movie 28 Days Later thrilled King so much he bought out the entire 275 ticket screening for it. He also sat right next to Guillermo del Toro for the screening of Pan's Labyrinth and visibly squirmed in his seat during the pale man chase scene, which the director says was the best experience ever. Look, that's, I'm gonna that's say the right biggest now. compliment of all time. Here's the thing, though. Okay, okay, okay. Look, I, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make an observation here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I think the best fucking probably horror writers are fucking cowards. Like these aren't masters of the macabre that they come out and they're like, ah, <laughs> I am Jack Skellington. Did I scare you? No, it's like, this is the shit that freaks me out. I want to make sure everybody else gets freaked out by it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you he's put... writing about Cujo. Mm-hmm. He's in that cocaine alcohol fueled moment. He's like, what if a fucking demon possessed dog came yeah. after me? Well, like, like, it's like the shining is basically, um, alcoholism like that's what yeah that like it's all kind of a metaphor uh about mm-hmm. is you know sure. uh i think he he might have had an abusive father and so like it's like bad dads and alcoholism stephen king yeah <laughs> yeah i think i think uh my wife was i was talking to her about it too and i think she was saying that he um i will say i don't think that makes you he a laughed he's dead i think it's but you, oh, you I, might I be a, coward i think you might be a I little bit of a scaredy like cat sure uh, yeah, sure. Uh, a little bit, a little, your, a little, little bit. Your Jewish mom coming out right yeah. now. Uh, all the, all the mashuganas. <laughs> uh, no, he. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just. It's kind of funny because it's like, yeah, he squirmed. I'm like, yeah, there's shit that scares him. Like, yeah, he's a human. You know. Being. <laughs> yeah, like that. The thought of death is probably the scariest thing to him. You know. Mm-hmm. So I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> Fucking Stephen King fucked us over. Would have thought. Well, now and now I don't know. I don't know. Like I know we're. Tr- it's a true going to be a true fifty-fifty on this fucking number I, you five. You know what? I'm gonna do it. Okay, here we go. It's all been true. I'm gonna call it. Next one's true. I don't even. It could be something fucking ridiculous. All right. And it could be like Stephen King's dick is actually thirteen inches long, and he struggles every day of his life. I don't care. <laughs> he has to put it through a glory hole wall to make it 12 inches. Yeah. <laughs> he spoke to many doctors about it. There's like, there's nothing we can do. You have a monster hog, man. <laughs> I'd kill to have 13 inches. He's like, no, you don't understand. My life is torture. <laughs> you don't understand. I've been trying to run away from it my whole life. Every every thigh slap reminds me of this. <laughs> the torment I have. Do you know how hard it is to take two stairs at a fucking time with this fucking beast between your legs? <laughs> <laughs> two stairs at a time. Okay, I've the calves of a tour de force cyclist. <laughs> Just pole vaults. Oh, God. <clears throat> well... Uh, but I say we go true to the next question. Doesn't matter what it is. Are you in? Uh, unless I, unless I, for a fact, know that it's false. I mean, nope, can't do it. Nope, can't do it. We're we're in it now. Nah, I built myself a back door. <laughs> well, <laughs> here's the thing. Your adventure. Except for the first question, that's the only one I've known for a fact was true. The all the other ones were a guess. So the the chances that I actually know it's false are pretty slim. Okay, so I didn't want to say this before, but I was in the middle of a seance while you were talking, and mm. I did commune with your mom. My very alive and mom? She, she told me yeah. that the next question is, in fact, true. Her words, it's a little truish because I'm Jewish. That's what she said. 
I was gonna, I was gonna mention that my mom's actually a fucking shivit cat because we've established this, but that was way too fucking funny. <laughs> and for the people that don't know, I once made a joke that my mom converted to Ju- Judaism because she moved to Florida. My mom hasn't moved to Florida or converted, but that's why she uses all the uh, terms incorrectly. <laughs> incorrectly is the. The funnier part of that. Yeah. That's the funnier milk. It's true-ish because I'm Jew. God damn it. <laughs> My mom, the real Eminem. <laughs> Fucking wordsmith. Just... And then she followed up with na 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 na. Well, that na, that's na, 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 definitely na. something my mom would say. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, well, uh, all right, you got your back door. I'm riding it. I'm riding or you're dying. Let's do it. Okay. I'm, I'll go down with this ship. <laughs> Here we go. Fact number five. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was once recruited to help find fellow detective author Agatha Christie, who had gone mysteriously missing in real life. Uh, oh, yeah. No, this is true. Bam! Oh, thank you. Oh, uh, wait, wait, before I say thanks, I gotta check. So we're going true? Yep. Alright, let's see. Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom! It is true! Yeah. It is true! I wanna thank God. I wanna thank well, Joas, Joe Civet Cat Jewish Mother for the real answer. Okay? I wanna thank my own milk that I produced by myself. Alright? I believe you meant to say Yahweh. Oh, well, I'm, I'm I'm not Jewish. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No. Same. Well, no. I'm pretty sure you have to convert now because I'm pretty sure you just proved that Judaism Judaism's the correct one. I think he had her on loan. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I'm not the only yeah. one with backdoors here. Got it. <laughs> I mean, God invented heaven. I mean, he you know, I mean, you just you really disappointed my booby. So <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Oh, God. That was fucking hilarious. Uh, also, there is a kind of a funny thing. My mom is a huge Agatha Christie fan. That's how I knew. Oh, her. is she really? Yeah. Um, I think everybody's how, a little bit. It's how I know that David Suchet is the one and only Hercule Poirot when it comes to acting. Because oh. I have seen all, every single episode, multiple times. I would say that's a uh, that's a pretty deep cut. Mm. I don't, I don't know if it's a deep cut. It's, I mean, unless you're, unless you're big on the PBS masterpiece fucking theater, uh, it's kind of a deep cut. (laughs) Uh, Or British, because it was a BBC production, so. That's hilarious. It's a deep cut for Americans. Mm, Yes, ha, we are intellectual, our milk is, it takes a refined palate to understand, allegedly, for sure. It has to be introduced to us by Laura Linney. You pulled that one out pretty pretty seamlessly. That was good. Thanks. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, all right, here we go. So it's true. One night, or one Friday night, in early December 1926, celeb author Agatha Christie kissed her daughter goodnight, got in her car, and drove away. The mysterious disappearance garnered international headlines and un paralleled search effort or and an unparalleled search effort 1000 policemen were assigned to the case hundreds of civilians even airplanes the first time they were ever used in a search uh, her car was quickly found but no sign of the already famous author grasping at straws other famous mystery authors arthur conan doyle and dorothy sayers were brought in to see if they could crack the case Conan Doyle went the paranormal route and tried to channel her whereabouts. <laughs> Fucking dude. And Houdini foiled it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Houdini used the scientific method. <laughs> All right. Wait, no, actually, it's funnier. So he went the paranormal route to try to channel her whereabouts using a psychic medium, which yielded no results. Dorothy Sayers went the empirical route and actually went to the scene to look for clues. But turns out real life detectiving is hard. Christie was found, uh, finally found 11 days later, socializing with a younger crowd under the same name, under the name of her husband's mistress. But when confronted, she claimed to have amnesia and no memory of it. 
she divorced her cheating husband weeks later. Mm. Yeah, and like till the day she died, she never said what happened. It's like it's genuinely a true mystery that only Agatha Christie knows what happened during those eleven days. I mean, I know exactly what happened. Uh, she yeah, I, I mean, her husband was a pile of shit, and she went on a eat, pray, love mission for eleven days. Is <laughs> my theory of it. I think she went on like a milk bang seance tour mm. and fucking Estella Estella got her glory hole back. Yeah. <laughs> like a sisterhood of the traveling seance kind of thing. Like, <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, it sounds like I mean I I don't know. It's true. It could be genuine mystery. Um but it just sounds like she found out her husband was cheating. Mm-hmm disappeared to probably because what when was she alive this wasn't modern this was what the night this is like the 1930s yeah so like if i were to get up and be like i'll be right back and i walk out and i the second that i set foot outside of my door i'm like my name is dylan jabrowski mm-hmm. now people fucking have to like i say hey my name's dylan they're like oh yeah okay cool yeah dylan nice to meet you like they have no choice but to fucking. It's not like they go by driver's license. Mm, well, there's there's a there was like a hotel concierge or whatever because they got into the papers, right? But like mm-hmm. somebody recognized her and it was like, "Hey, aren't you Agatha Christie?" And she was like, "No, I'm Dolores or whatever." <laughs> God. And then, well, wait, did she ever become Agatha Christie ever again? Yeah, like she went after this. Like she went back and. Was herself and wrote more books and shit. And she's like, oh, I am Dolores. Oh, yeah. no, I'm a mistress. Let me go get my things. And then she comes out. She's like, whoa, I'm Agatha. What just <laughs> That happened? lady was crazy. I had a fist fight with this Dolores chick because she was banging my husband. I killed her. Right? Uh, no, I think, yeah, I think she found out her husband was cheating and was like, oh, yeah, well, I can get fucking freaky, too. And just kind of left for 11 days. Or she decided to do some detective work and went under that name There's to um, contact her. There is a movie that uh, I, I think it was another BBC production that basically it <laughs> she gets kidnapped, hence why the car was left, and then she goes on a real uh, murder mystery. Can't remember what the name of the movie is. But that's what that movie posits was she got uh, recruited, I think, by like MI5 or some shit. Isn't that movie called Milky Christie? pretty sure i'm pretty sure it was called how stella got her glory hole back (laughs) the cream of agatha the cream of the crop (laughs) that's funny fucking conan doyle man they must just laugh their ass off he's like he's like hold on a second they're like watch this guy dude i read sherlock Holmes. this guy is gonna find some fucking yeah, like a blade of grass out of place, and he's gonna find her. Check it out. He comes in. He's like, "Let me get my incense out." Right. I've brought seven candles. <laughs> I need a. I need room to write my chalk on the ground. All right, let's get this started. All right, hold on. I've got my dead mom bell. <laughs> All right, <laughs> good start. Let's. Ring twice if you know where Agatha is. There's no rings? Nope. Looks like the spirits don't even know. This is a mystery we cannot solve. Uh, looks like this is a mystery for alive people. <laughs> you ever go get that Sherlock Holmes guy? <laughs> go talk to him. He seems to know what he's doing. Have you ever <laughs> heard of 221 Baker Street? <laughs> Yes, there's a doctor there as well. <laughs> Ask for the detective. I know him. He's cool. Good guy. <laughs> yeah, they go there, just open it up, and it's fucking Doyle again. He's like, did you try a seance? <laughs> <laughs> so the seance didn't work, huh? <laughs> did you bring the bell? Yeah, you brought the bell? I am out of it. I don't know what else to say. Ooh. Well, looks right. like it'll remain a mystery. We tried the Ouija board. We tried the candles. Hell, we even tried the bell. Couldn't find it. <laughs> this mystery is unsolvable. <laughs> Seems to me like Houdini's a part of it. 
Ring twice if Houdini kidnapped her. Oh, there you have it, gentlemen. <laughs> Houdini. A lot of stray jackets that guy has. <laughs> Probably keeping her where he keeps all those boxes that he drops himself into with the water. All those little prisons that he built. Such a shady guy. I suggest you get an airplane. <laughs> this can only be solved from the sky, gentlemen. <laughs> I need to get higher up for the seance. <laughs> Put me on an airplane. I'd be closer to heaven that way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fuck, these were all true, Joe. It was wild. That was a wild ride. That was, fuck, I told you authors are weirdos. We should have, yep. All right, but we do have bonus. We can get a five for five. Uh, Are you going to believe me and go true on the bonus unless it's optional? Are we doing it? Let's go true on the bonus unless I know for a fact, unless we have to use my back door. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know I don't. I'm gonna say it. I don't like using your back door often, but I really am comfortable knowing that it's available to me whenever I need to use it. How do you think I feel, Alex? Yeah, I mean it's just it's. It's not my first choice either. It's almost ecstasy when I remember it's still there. You know, well, just waiting for me. At least one of us is having fun. <laughs> well, when I use your back door, you have fun too. Because then I'm using it as well. You know? I it's fun for both of us. Is it? Is it? <laughs> Let's get to this fucking question. <laughs> hey, okay. Optional <laughs> Oh, no. It's a multiple choice. So. Oh, okay. Looks like you're a backdoor. No backdoor needed. Two guys in. <laughs> no. I mean, looks like I'm not going to have to backdoor with Joe anytime soon. <laughs> Maybe next week. We'll save it for the live shows. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> God damn. <it. laughs> All right. Plus one bonus. If you can guess how many of Shakespeare's plays have been translated into Klingon. Oh. Is it A, zero, B, two, or C, over 50? I am going to go over 50. I'll go. I will go with you over 50. It's mm-hmm. either zero or 50. Right. Because, like, why stop at two? Yeah, that's weird. If you do one, you go for 50. Yeah, if you have the ability to do one, you have the ability to do 50. Like, I, yeah. I and why Klingon? It, 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 okay, I'm frustrated now because Elvish should have been a thing. Like, it's a more complete language. Tolkien spent more time on it, okay? And it's just much more eloquent. So, just saying. Fucking... It probably has been translated. <laughs> no one says it hasn't. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, Oh, there's over 100. No. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're going to go see that over 50 of Shakespeare's plays have been translated into Klingon. Three, two, one, bam. Oh, it is two. Oh, what? (laughs) Only two? They stopped? They stopped? All right. From the 1991 movie Star Trek uh, VI, The Undiscovered Country, you have not experienced Shakespeare until you have read him in the original Klingon. Uh, that's what that's what it says here. Mm. That line led to the birth of the nerdiest organization in the history of mankind, the Klingon Language Institute. Shakespeare's Hamlet was the first to get the Trekkie translation treatment and is listed on their site as one of their greatest accomplishments. They have also done Much Ado About Nothing and a variety of other classic works. The gold, though, is their events calendar page where I learned that these Apex nerds apparently do not ever break character because it's a it's in fucking Klingon Legends. Dude, she took a screenshot of the calendar. The fucking events are in Klingon. Wow. Dedication. That is. So they they're like, why is nobody here <laughs> like this? It was on our events page. Nobody wanted to come to the orgy, Greg. Like, you think they're trying to, like, trick people? Like, mistranslated. I thought this was going to be a party. It's like, well, it is for us. No. (laughs) People, yeah, no, these people are serious. (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, there you go. When they they put the invites out to their orgy, there's no mistranslation. (laughs) These people don't fuck around. They don't fuck around. And they probably get corrected. Yeah. They're like, actually, the, uh, gok. Oh, <laughs> I was about to be like, did you just mean okbuk? <laughs> Should it, instead of knockbuk? <laughs> ah, your, your, your interpretation of bukkach is 
Disgusting. Right. right. Uh, go to episode 956. And, and to all it. you Klingon speakers out there who are um, about to correct us, please do it in Klingon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you're going to fuck with us, fuck with us in Klingon. And I will not read it if it's in English. <laughs> I won't even take it seriously. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, there you have it, everybody. We got a four out of five. An we assisted five we, for five. We just... No. No, we, we got that one wrong. I just assumed. I totally that forgot about that. One of, I just assumed. another we, one of Joe's back doors, huh? Where I assume we got something right. <laughs> You're just like, man, an unassisted six out of five. <laughs> you did it again, Joe. <laughs> Joe Burns, making up rules when he fucking wants. <laughs> Oh, dude, we're going to get to, if, if this becomes bigger, I, I swear to God, we're just going to be like, what is it? Uh, fucking, whose line is it anyways? Or like, the points don't matter. Right. Oh, <laughs> right. a lot like a military in Canada. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, shit. So are you ready to close this one out, dude? Let's do it. And there you have it. That was this week's Allegedly Podcast. If you would like to scream at us at, in Klingon, please do that on all social medias at allegedly if you want to get a hold of us please email us at allegedly.podcast at gmail.com or else keep on following us every monday on spotify apple music or wherever you get your fine podcasting and until next time all right that's glory hole and cling on everybody you are welcome good night <laughs>